it is time for Kingdom on the Road. And this week, we are uh, starting off a new series where our goal is to address some um, address some questions, address questions from that 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 real people are contending with topics that that real people contend with when processing all of these things and um and this week it is a topic that um i i've i personally have found myself uh spending more time than than i probably would have otherwise thought in so over on buddy walk we're walking through Matthew and we hit Matthew chapter 15 and there's a scene in Matthew chapter 15 that's tense it's it's awkward in in a lot of regards and it's something that gets has been talked about a lot over especially over the last uh several years where there's been a lot of um uh social unrest and social social things going on and it's been taken in and, and different things have been said and broadening the, the lens a little bit, I realized by poking my head around that more people contend with this than just in that, that section of scripture. There are people who contend with the fact that you may have heard this stated as, you know, is Christianity a white man's religion? Does Christianity teach systematic racism? Does, you know, there's different flavors of this topic in conversation. And so while this might be awkward to talk about, this is something that needs to be talked about because the reality is, is that whether you're looking at it from a race point of view or you're looking at it from a gender point of view, you know, you look at everything going on for those of you that are um, current event centric, you know, current event minded and all of that. You have everything going on with the SBC that's still going on, that's still being talked about. Um, the One of the big names in, in um, Christian media has has just put out uh, a, a train wreck of an article from just being honest and i'm not even saying that from like a belief standpoint i'm saying that the whole article is really poorly done um that uh, about about gender and about all of that kind of stuff and so this is something that needs to be talked about because this is something that's that's real in our modern world and is something that i know for me it's easy sometimes for me to fall back on why do we need to talk about current events? Let's just talk about biblical principles and it'll teach and inform us how to deal with current events. But the reality is, is even if I'm not um, in the haps, you know, as the kids say, if, if, if not, I'm not, you know, if I'm not necessarily the person who's gonna grab for my Twitter machine and look at the headlines, other people are, other people see this stuff, other people wrestle with this stuff. And our job as 
teachers of the word, as people that come on this platform and, and talk about these things, is to, is to provide some uh, biblical perspective on the realities of things that people deal with and contend with. So I'll open the floor to you, Amp, before we we get the show on the road by bringing in, we've got some special uh, bells and whistles for you guys this week in hopes to uh, make it a more um, interactive experience for you all. But before we get there, go ahead and roll with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, this is definitely a, a conversation that I've had in various ways. Like, there's so many nuances to this from college educated to the, the the hood to all different forms of this conversation you know and i actually had a conversation recently in a grocery store just about two weeks ago i had a chain on that had a cross guy walks up to me and says hey brother let me can i holler at you for a minute i need to ask you something <laughs> and he goes on this spiel about you know, the Nazis and the Jews and comparing them to Christianity and, and, and African-American people. And it's a real thing. It's a real struggle for people because a lot of times Christianity is being, um, is being, is, is being as a whole given a black mark because of what people have done in the name of Christianity. You know, um, not knowing the history and me and him went into history and I won't go into all that, but we we talked about even, you know, showing him in the Bible, like, you know, if there were black people in the Bible that were Christians long before America, <laughs> you know, long before the transatlantic slave trade and all those things that happened over the last 300, 400 years, we're talking about thousands of years, you know, before that. And so it's it's a conversation that keeps coming up and it comes up because people look around and they see things happening and they need a reason for it happening they need right. to know why is why does it seem like these people are benefiting from this and we're not oh it's racist <laughs> it's you know systematic and i was thinking about this you know evangelical christianity is what it's kind of called as, as a whole has this idea of what we call the the patriarchy right <laughs> the, this group of people sitting at the top of the totem pole and they're getting all you know the benefit of christianity and everybody else you know suffers or struggles to get where they are and it seems systematic and it seems like that there's this uh, conspiracy to hold everybody else down. So I do think it's a conversation that needs to be had. And, you know, as we react to some of the, you know, the bells and whistles, the videos or what have you, um, I'm hoping that people will jump on and, and, and jump into the conversation. Speaking of, we got uh, Rico in the chat. What's up, What's up dude? <laughs> Good to see you this morning. Um, so... So yeah, it's it's interesting because um, I don't um, come on now. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't 
I didn't think if I'm just before before we before we we break into videos and things like that, I was kind of thrust into this conversation in certain regards because uh, what what am I? What what do I have to? That was always my default, right? I stayed away from these kinds of conversations right. because what do I have to add to this conversation? That's intelligible, you know what I mean? And then twenty twenty happened, and then the introduction to working with the people of India happened in my life, and my my whole perspective was widened you know what i mean like i i knew far before that that there are that there <laughs> there's tons of examples of really messed up behavior and thought processes and all of that kind of stuff but then but then working with people that had been previously burnt by i'm gonna call it for what it is and and please don't uh, I mean, anybody that hear that that hears me, please understand. Words mean things, and I'm saying this for for a reason. That this this whole the the whole thing of quote unquote white evangelicalism in other parts of the the world, seeing the after effects of that on different parts of the world, kind of entered me into this conversation. And then, like I said, recently, this is something that I've been. I, I'm, I've been in a position to be able to speak to at a more, I guess, educated level and, uh, and all of that. And so I think between these different ways of talking about it, we can't shy away from it just because things get weird. Because there are things that are honest to goodness misunderstandings or misrepresentations before you even get to people in their nonsense because people will always be on nonsense but and, and we can't stop people from being on nonsense but we can help lend a, a, a biblically centric christocentric perspective biblically centered christocentric perspective on on these things to help be able to um, at least give a measure of understanding of what exactly we're looking at and what exactly we're talking about and all of those kinds of things. So, y'all, yep. um, I, I did a thing. I, 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 I uh, poked my head into the wonderful world of TikTok. Oh, wow. Is this an interesting place? Um <laughs> So, so I've got a couple of videos here that they're short, um, but I'm going to, whoop. so let's go ahead and crack into it. Um, yo, honestly, for all of you guys listening, A, jump in the comments, let us know that you're here, let us know what questions you have, even if, again, there's some awkward points in this, so even if there's some things that like, ah, I don't, I don't know how it is, how I feel about hearing this or about you saying whatever, whatever. Like this, this isn't a gotcha moment. These, these next series of episodes are designed to answer your questions. They are designed to address these things. And when we address these things, we want to hear from you. So engage, 
And if you're listening, um, let me know if you can hear the video. I can hear the video, but let me know that you guys in the stream can can hear the video. So let's go ahead and crack into it. I don't hear any sound. Hold, please. <laughs> um, All right. All right, the joys of live live, guys. Um, live live. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure um, why exactly that is. Um, okay, so um, do, 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 do. all right. Let me do it like this then. Um, all right. Y'all are going to get me talking over the video and basically telling you what is being said here for the next 25 seconds because. All right. Is God racist? Absolutely yes. The whole the whole concept of a chosen people, uh, chosen by God, is very similar to a master race. Jesus fares no better because in Matthew, Jesus chooses to ignore a woman based off of where she's from. If that's not racist, I don't know what is. And then he has, and then he has, he finishes off with, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so uh, we're gonna have to figure out why uh, exactly that is not working. So that's not gonna work for every single one. So, all right, what else happens sometimes? Um, live, live. All right, live, live. <laughs> um, all right, so when, so, so this is an example of what a, a, a version of um, what is said a lot, you know, when you talk about those kinds of things. And it brought up a, a section of, of scripture that that tends to get spoken to a lot of Matthew chapter 15. Mm-hmm. And... I want to speak to, before we get to Matthew Matthew 15, I want to stop to talk about the chosen race portion of it. Because there are, there are people who openly struggle with this idea of the exclusivity of, of God. 
and the exclusivity of Christianity and all of that kind of stuff. And so we, we know, um, all right, I'll try that again here in a second. Um, so yeah, before, before we get to the, before we get to Jesus, we see the fact we, we see examples drawn from even how how God uh, interacts with with his people and how God um, handles this idea of his his chosen people. So so Aunt, why don't you go ahead and grab that and roll with it while I try and click around here to see if I can get uh, sound turned on so we can actually hear these videos. Yeah, yeah, I think at the end of the day, that is a struggle because of our recent human history, right? Most of our issues are based upon some type of experience or some type of perception of an experience that then taints, you know, what we hear, what we don't hear when someone's saying something. Like, you know, the guy says in, in the video, uh, a chosen race, right? Isn't that a problem? Um, but here's the thing. The chosen race portion of this is that he chose this race to then save all races. But he chose a race that was less than that was not the best of the best <laughs> he chose a race that was little known that didn't have a lot of strength they weren't a great people he chose a lowly people a people that most would overlook you know usually when you're thinking about the chosen race or the master race as the nazis they were choosing the best of the best they were trying to choose a master race that was better than everybody else not a race that was less than or in some ways you know not as developed as some because why didn't he choose the egyptians why didn't he choose some of these you know uh, dynasties that were already you know flourishing why did he pick out little old israel out of you know the the pantheon of so many different uh races and religions and ideologies he chose israel and so at the end of the day he really is trying to trying to show us that it's not about superiority it's not about better it's about his plan to save all mankind and he's showing that if i can do it with them then and we just read this in romans if i can do it with them then i can do it with all and even that, and like you said, we'll get to that that particular verse and kind of break that down a little bit. But there's a goal in mind that his intention was that there be one race and that all are to be saved. He's not willing for anyone to perish, but all mankind to be saved. So I don't know if you're ready or not. <laughs> okay let's try this again all right let's see here if this works yeah nothing 
All right. Okay. So, um, let me change my audio back, and then I'll be good to go. Um, audio and all right. So, um, yeah, that is a <laughs> um. That is a the honestly the funny thing that I see when when I think of of stuff like this when whenever you hear of the um, whenever you hear of these kinds of things of like did is is you know is this like the the chosen people the master race the different things this is I've, I've heard this before and and like this this whole idea of a superiority of the people but like w- read read through like the old testament and all all of that kind of stuff like read through all of where the um read through all of where everything is outlined about the Israelite people and you'll see that like these these are not a people to be like looked up to you know what I mean like that's not what the Bible is displaying here and I'm not this isn't a matter of well look at this look at this guy because like look look at how foolish he's being please don't hear that Right. These are honest questions from a person that very clearly doesn't understand or know the source material. And that's the thing to highlight with something like this is understanding the the depths of the source material. And I'll let you roll with that cuz I think I just figured out how to do this. Bear with me, bear with mm-hmm. me folks. First time trying uh, trying this while I work out the, bell, the bells and whistles. Hopefully I'll be back with you here in just a second. Yeah, because like you said, you know, looking at, you know, Matthew 15 um, and this whole situation, um, verse 24, but he, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she came and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take children's bread and throw it to the little dogs and she said yes lord yet even the little dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table then jesus answered and said to her oh woman great is your faith let it be to you as you desire and her daughter was healed from that very hour now this picture is kind of when you look at it on the surface, because I remember reading this years ago, like, wow, this is this is a, a, a what do you say, a, a, a bitter pill to mm-hmm. see interaction, especially if I don't know the backstory, if I don't know right. what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, were, you, were you getting ready? You, you said you got it or? Okay. Oh, oh, I do. I do. I do. I do. I just I'm tracking with you. I'm tracking. With okay. You, yeah. If you don't understand the backstory that. From the very beginning, Noah, uh, his three sons, one of them, 
<clears throat> Ham walks in on him, you know, not presentable, goes outside, tells his brothers, hey, father's in the tent, he's drunk, he's naked. They walk in backwards, lay a blanket over him. When the when Noah figures out that Ham walked in, didn't cover him up, went out and told people that he was looking like that, he cursed his sons. And his sons were Canaan or Canaanites. And that's this woman is a Canaanite woman, <laughs> you know? And so there's like this long history of uh, separation between them, even though they're family. So it's not even that he's racist because this is actually a, a basically a cousin right this is a family member but there was a long time feud so if you have a feud between you and a family member does that make you racist no but like you said because this person doesn't understand the source material they're looking at it as this is a whole different group of people and jesus is mistreating them instead of there is a rift in this family and in this moment jesus is actually about to you know begin the restoration and healing of this rift that eventually is going to be mended through faith in him and so this is really a powerful moment even though it's an uncomfortable one right right and when so so there's a couple of things to highlight whenever like when you're looking at this um when when you're looking at this section of scripture you have to take a take a beat and and ask yourself a couple of questions like one what is happening and who is being spoken to because you remember because as you're let's before we get before we get there let me just go ahead and share my screen here again and read the section of scripture that we're talking about before all right first things first is god racist there you absolutely go. you can hear that you got oh, it. phenomenal all right all right all right yes the whole concept of the chosen people selected by god is very similar to a master race jesus fares no better because in matthew he refuses to speak to a woman with a sick daughter because she is a canaanite dog And apparently that's that. Okay. All right. There's, and like I said, at the, at the end, he, he says, correct me if I'm wrong. Well, fella, <laughs> we're here. Um, so let's go ahead and, and jump into, into, uh, that portion of, of scripture here. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and do the thing and do and this. Folks, off in the comments, if you're watching, um, if you got any questions or comments on this. We really want y'all to engage uh, in the conversation if you're able to. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, I am going to be reading out of um, the ESV. Um, come in peace with whatever version of the scripture you're um, you're, you're reading out of. Um, other than the Passion Translation. I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> all right, so we're starting off at um, at uh, verse 21, and like I said, we're in 15. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region 
came out and was crying. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. So that the, the tension's building. He's he is he is not responding. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was only I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. So, um couple of things to point to point out here to set the to, to set the table of this uh of this passage at this point in history the word canaanite the term the term canaanite woman would have been he's using matthew is using an old term to um refer to this woman's lineage this woman's history you know her genealogy and because you don't you don't you see that prevalent in the old testament but you don't see that in the new testament and when what as this is as this is unpacking it you benefit from knowing that Tyre and Sidon is an area that is mainly a gentile region and so this this woman is approaching Jesus and and uses that phrase, O Lord, son of David. And so this woman is coming forward and saying and, and essentially show, showing him um messianic acknowledgement, I guess is a good way of putting it. And so, from Jump Street, this woman know you. You can you can know that this is this this woman knows who she's speaking to. Even if not in full, complete, um, even if not in in, in the full complete package, we're seeing these moments of her giving that taking that moment of 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 worship that's that's a word that gets used here it's um that she knelt down but in other translations in other gospel accounts it uses the word worship and so we got to be clear about what exactly is happening before we get to the linguistics because the linguistics of this uh, of this situation are also very important to take into consideration when you're sussing out what ends up being a huge piece of what people turn to when they when they start to talk about the 
the I guess the racism of it all or the exclusivity of it all. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to uh, take a second and say good morning to Epic. Good to see you uh, in the chat here. And so, and and, and Epic asks a question. So, did he basically call her a heathen? So this goes into where I'm where I'm going next. So I'm going to hit pause on your question, Epic. Um, and, and I want to give you a second. Um, good morning, G. Barry. Good to see you, man. Um, and I want to give you a, a, a moment to um, if there's anything you want to add to setting the table before we get to um, what he's saying and not saying right. with the actual words that he says to this woman. Yeah. Uh, and just so uh, for some reason it didn't pop up on the screen, but um, I'm going to shout out to my man, NPR Evolution. Um, he's always supporting. I don't know why his comment didn't pop up on the on the um, on the ticker, but just wanted to let him know that we I knew he was watching. So um, also, yeah, the whole linguistics, the whole, like you said, understanding the history, you know, that the Canaanites and the Israelites, you know, the Samaritans, all these people are kind of distant cousins and relatives <laughs> to a certain extent. Over time, the Canaanites began to drift far away. So you're right when she says son of David how would she even know that you know unless right. she knew the history she knew the scriptures she knew because she's basically like you said giving him the nod that you're you're the messiah you're 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 not just a regular joe no pun intended <laughs> you know you are that guy you know, and so she's acknowledging him and she's giving him worship in that sense. And I think this, you know, begins to show up as Jesus continues this conversation. It's almost like he's testing her to see how she's going to respond. And he says, look, there, there, there's I've never even seen anybody with faith like this. You know what? Whatever you're asking, it's yours, you know, because you acknowledge me for who I am. I've got to be who I am to you because you believe you believe, you know, that's man, real faith right there. She was fully convinced that there was nothing he could say that would deter her from believing that, no, you can do this and whatever it takes, you're going to do this. It's just amazing watching her stand her ground that you you're yeah, you're the son of David. You're the Messiah. You're the God. You know, yeah. so just interesting. Yeah, and the the reality is when you look at the um, when when you look at what is happening here and what and how he responds to her, it's an interesting note that Jesus says twice during his during his ministry. Great is your faith. He says that to two people. The centurion mm -hmm. and the Canaanite woman. Okay, no. 
and when you continue on through Matthew, there is a juxtaposition of how people that are outside of the tribe of Israel respond to Jesus and how the Israelites respond to Jesus. It's an interesting picture. You know what I mean? Um, and so let's, let's get into the actual um, meat and potatoes of what is being said. And G. Barry kind of asks a follow-up question. Um, <coughs> Jesus, Jesus said he was sent to the lost tribe of Israel. Why did Jesus engage the Gentiles if he was only sent to the lost tribe of Israel? That always confused me. Um, Aunt, you tend to be a lot faster on the draw as far as your strongs go. Can you get me the um, the entry for when uh, he says uh, dog as I as I set the table here? Um, yep. Because that's a pretty important thing to to note. Um, so Jesus says that. Um, let me pull this back up for. So he answers, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. And so, so he's essentially saying that my ministry first is to the people of Israel. And we know that the big revelation, the big twist in the story, if you will, is that it's first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fully realized in Jesus' disciples, more so than specifically Jesus. But you are already starting to see what what does what what happens when the heart of God through the personhood of Jesus is put into a situation where Jesus is in front of the outsider. What happens? And while it's not expressly stated in these moments, you see that Jesus still has a heart of compassion for, for people. And we start to see that these, these, this ministry extends out beyond the borders of just Israel. And so you see in, in, in these moments, you know, he, I, I don't know, and you may, you may think differently about this than I, than, than I do. And I want to go back to, um, Epic's mm -hmm. question of the, the word 
the word heathen. It's got it's got a bad mouthfeel. That might be me. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking about this with with the 2023 lens. Maybe I'm I'm bringing modern sensibilities or linguistics into into this. Um, I don't necessarily like that language because I think to me this more rings to a statement of fact because he's stating I am first here for the people of Israel and she acknowledges that she doesn't say yeah but yeah but she isn't disputing that fact so the question that I have is and and, I'm not, and and epic I'm not saying that that you're saying this but a lot of the a lot of the dissension with this with this um, this verse comes with um, comes with uh, the, the, this idea of of you know his words being devastating in some way right or his words being being that kind of like like a put down mm-hmm. but that's that's not how it reads to me that reads point for counterpoint to me. And she's saying, yeah, you, I, I might not be a part of the immediate family, but even just, even just a crumb, even just a little bit, even just that extension of what's happening um, is, is, is enough. And so that's that's where we get into how how he addresses her, and that's why I wanted Ant to go ahead and um, and pull up the entry for Dog because it, that's that's important to know how exactly he's responding to get the full picture of what's happening. Yeah, <clears throat> what's funny is that I think it is, you know more along the lines of what you're saying because this word dog 2952 in your Greek is um, <clears throat> a puppy <laughs> a house dog um, so basically he's saying that you're you're part of the house but you're not <laughs> high up in rank in our house you know now some people you know 21st century view you know to some people feed the dog what the people eat <laughs> you know, right. today, right? But in some houses, they don't. They feed the dog dog food and not the food from the table. You know, it doesn't mean that the dog is, as you said, a heathen or some type of, you know, bad entity. It's just for whatever reason. Well, we know the reason because they were cursed to serve their older brother. That was that was the the curse that that Noah you know put on um the sons of Ham which were the Canaanites that they were to serve their older brother so they're treated as the servants in the house not the actual children of the house but through faith they were going to be <clears throat> brought into that equal status through faith in Jesus and this moment is pivotal you know in that happening going forward so like you know, you know what Epic says is that heathen, heathen's a little, uh, I, I, I would say, a little more uh, aggressive and and mean. You know, 
uh, as it relates to what Jesus is saying. And like, you know, G Berry is asking like, okay, so why does he engage her? Well, because she actually is family. She actually is, you know, a form of an Israelite. And <clears throat> Jesus is always going to fulfill scripture because remember the prophecies of the Old Testament saying that he is going to save all nations, that he is going to go to the Gentiles. Jesus is just saying that it's not at this moment. My primary ministry is first to the Jew, right? Then to the Greek or to the Gentile. And um, yeah, that's something we studied in Romans. Paul would say it over and over and over again, first to the Jew and then also to the Greek. And so that's kind of the pattern here, which someone who's taken, you know, uh, issue with saying that there's racism, right? Racism, again, if in the modern sense, is about having the power and position and system to oppress a group of people. Is there maybe some bias here? You know, maybe because of the Jews and Gentiles. But eventually in Christ, that is resolved when all put their faith in him. So, right. Um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna play another another video to display how it's a lot easier, right? Where we are, if you if you know te technical issues aside, um, we're we're 45 minutes into this one and we're only starting to scratch the surface, right? You've heard us say before that that in a soundbite you can present anything, <laughs> anyway. So. I'm gonna go ahead and play. This is probably this is. A, a Did video. you know that there's a part of the gospel? Calm down. Um, <laughs> <Right>, relax, buddy. <laughs> um, but the, so so this is a video that got a lot of play, and 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 I I found this. Um, it, was, it came out during during 2020, and when you know, <clears throat> a lot of people were making a lot of different things. So this directly makes a statement about Matthew 15. So I'm going to go ahead and play this real quick. Did you know that there's a part of the Gospel of Mark where Jesus uses a racial slur? In Mark chapter 7, there's the account of the Seraphonician woman, a woman who is Syrian and Greek, both of which there were... Real quick, I forgot that he that he goes with the, goes with the, uh, with the Mark 7 version. Same story same that he, he's addressing the same thing and and you'll notice if you go over to mark 7 it doesn't use the same the same canaanite language right. that um that that matthew does but they're talking but he's talking about the same the same situation right strong biases against within the jewish community and she comes to ask jesus to heal her daughter who's possessed by a demon and what is jesus's response he says, it's not good for me to give the children's food, meaning the children of Israel's food, to dogs. He calls her a dog. What's amazing about this account is that the woman doesn't back down. She speaks truth to power. She confronts Jesus and says, well, you can think that about me, but even dogs deserve the crumbs from the table. Her boldness and bravery to speak truth to power actually changes Jesus' mind. Jesus repents of his racism and extends healing to this woman's daughter. I love this story because it's a reminder that Jesus is human. He had prejudices and bias, and when... Okay, so apparently how I'm doing this is going to cut off the last, like, five seconds of the, <laughs> uh, of the video. But it's more nonsense. All right, cool. Um, 
he repents of his racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of people, <laughs> d- dude, there there is a lot of people that were like, yeah, you know, that that's the that's the power that's the power of pine saw, baby. Like that's the that's the power of of you know human interaction and all of that. Yeah, G Berry's with you. Repensive reason. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of nonsense, guys. Um that's Yeah, yeah, man. Like it's it's just it, it's the the reality is is that this is the kind of thing that gets taught in soundbite form. And this is why we 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 harp on this idea of understanding the source material in a substantive way. Why you need to understand all of what's happening here and why it's beneficial. I know for some teachers, they don't they don't think that you need to have to have things like the strongs out and all of that kind of stuff. That that shouldn't it should be more reachable than that and all of that kind of stuff. And there are some sections of scripture that are straightforward enough that you don't really need the strongs. You need you you just need to thoughtfully go through go through it. But in situations like this, like <clears throat> for those of you that don't know or are unfamiliar with the with the language, there is a word for that that would be in in essence e- equivalent to what word most people would think of if they hear the word dog and and it being said to a woman there there is an equivalent phrasing for that in the in the source material in the source language and that's not that's not what's being said here and when when you don't come with that that extra that the understanding then you can take these moments and go here there and everywhere with them. yeah I was just looking up um, the Seraphonician and it's a really it's a, a native of the region of Phoenicia and Syria which again like you said it's, it's the the Canaanites uh, family line, uh, which then, if you trace it all the way back, you end up tracing all, all the way back to Noah and Ham and sons. And so, yeah, this is. I think I, I remember when I first heard this and first read this, it 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 troubled it troubled me when I first because you're coming from a place of a world where racism and bias and it's just a reality and everybody's got a problem with somebody else and so Jesus words here you know in our 21st century scope just seem like you said harsh like you know and and anybody who's looking for an angle like you know the guy you just showed or the the other guy before him this is a, a great place to sound bite and focus in on something instead of looking at the full body of Jesus and how Jesus was the same guy that they said, well, this guy hangs out with tax collectors and sinners. And, and some of the people he hung out with, they called them heathens, you know, but Jesus was hanging out with these individuals, loving on their ministering to them, 
you know, uh, spending time with them, you know, and so Jesus being racist doesn't seem to fit, you know, whatever is going on here is a cultural thing. And it's something that we have to kind of step back and look at the full gospel, not just that particular moment, because, you know, Jesus gets on everybody, <laughs> you know, he's not, you know, he's not shy about correcting people, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and putting them in their proper places. And so, but this conversation, like you said, is a difficult one for a lot of people in a modern sense because of the baggage that a lot of us carry. And we live in a world that says, be emotional, get, get, be reactive towards, towards these things. You know what I mean? And, and have an immediate, um, have an immediate stance rather than taking, taking the beat to step back and process what you're, what you're reading and do, do the legwork to know what's, what's happening here. You know what I mean? Um, G Berry's got a couple of, of comments here. Um, where does race play a part in this passage to begin with? I can see if they even said sexist yeah. would make more sense logically from a spectator's mindset. I'd take the sexist perspective here and I agree I still struggle with this passage because Jesus seemed cold, super cold here. So, um, guys like uh, you know Mike Winger did a did a full did a full study on this, and he makes it he he illustrates the picture of um, almost like Jesus being cheeky rather yeah. than being cold. Um, right. I room. I think there's. I think right. there's room in the same way that. There are some people that teach that the, the the disciples were responding in the way that they were because she couldn't get Jesus's attention. So she's turning to the disciples and be like, hey, get his attention. Hey, I'm trying to talk. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. It doesn't exp expressly say that or make it so that way that's impossible. So uh, whatever, you know what I mean? I, I, I that That's right. neither, neither necessarily here nor there. Um, but I do see why people think that this is Jesus being cold. I personally don't don't read that, but that's again I have to ask the question of the things that I there's a section of this conversation and and, and if I'm if I'm if I'm out of pocket by saying this you know i have no pro i have no problem with you telling me i'm out of pocket but i have to wonder if part of why i don't see jesus being cold here per se is because there's a whole section of this greater conversation that while i was pulled into this conversation there's a part of this conversation that I I can't relate with. No, that's I don't I don't think that's out of pocket at all. I mean that might be a, a very a very real. I think that's a very real statement. And I was just sitting here wondering. I was like, man, I wish I could get some women to 
you know, chime yeah. in from this, from that perspective. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a yeah. there's a piece that even, you know, like G Berry was saying, like, you know, I could see if he said sexist, you know, but you know, I would wonder how a woman would see this and how their take would be on that, you know, because that aspect of it as a man, we may be reading too much into it because we're, we're trying to compensate or we may not see it at all because so there, there's a lot of nuance to this particular passage you know and if you have no uh, experience with that you're looking at it and saying okay it says what it says but those that have experiences that this triggers something in them you know say well I, I see some problems here you know, not to be, you know, the two guys that were speaking, of course, you know, they're white. Are they trying to be, uh, what do you call it, woke? Are they trying to, you know, be advocates? You know, or, or what are they trying to do? Because why wouldn't it be someone speaking on that passage that has experienced some type of racism to be the one going viral on TikTok saying it? Why is it these individuals, you know? So it's just a, a interesting, th there are some blind spots here that have to be, you know, legitimately say, yeah, that, yeah, that's a possibility. What? Wow, I don't have any reference point to this, right? Right, right. And to, so to to add just a little bit of flavor text um, on on the, the second guy that we watched your video from, um, when when I first did a podcast episode about that about that that section of uh, that video that he did, um, I did some research into this guy's uh, and I, I I really use this term term loosely for lack of a better phrase ministry. Right, because um, right. <laughs> it is it, it, that's exactly what he is. He is he calls himself a progressive pastor. He, he is he is very well specifically he calls himself a progressive Catholic and so a lot of what he um, a lot a lot of what he is putting out there is centric to progressive rights and the uh, LGBTQ the LGBTQ plus community and all of that kind of stuff. So, so a lot of that is exactly in that vein. Um, he he partners with another gentleman that um, they really take a lot of of things out of context to frame it around social issues and to frame it around equal rights and different things like that. So, so yes, there there when when you say things like like racist and things like that and and there there is absolutely um that there is absolutely a very specific agenda to what he's doing in a purposeful way that he is framing the things that he's saying to hit on those notes um, and and you can see that, you know, honestly, one of the one of the biggest travesties of the whole thing is he's a really great speaker. 
Mm. He'll he'll make you feel things. He'll make he'll make you like he touches on those emotional notes and all of that kind of stuff. So it's just unfortunate that a big big part of what he's doing is just absolutely nonsense and all of that kind of stuff. So you know, it's so so yes, the fact that something seems to be rotten in Denmark is because. He is absolutely there. There is absolutely um, bias and agenda and all of that that is baked into this this whole thing. Um, Epic's comment here: God is unchanging, so you can't progress past him. Ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. It's it's a reality that when when you when you don't look at the full scope of what's happening, you can read whatever you want into it. And and the thing that I the thing that I can I guess I can appreciate about this is that you in moments like this whether you're looking at it from a race perspective, whether you're looking at it from a, a gender perspective, wh- whatever, it's moments like this where you can see the humanity of it all. You can read the humanity of, of the individual, but you can also read the, the heart of Jesus. And at a different point in time, I may have been inclined to say something along the lines of you could read the humanity of Jesus, but that's not that's not accurate. Because it's not the humanity of Jesus that has him soft to or, or sensitive to the perseverance of this woman and the faith of this woman it's the heart of god and and yeah i mean you would hope that in in 2023 and i'm going to use very human language here you would hope in 2023 that like we could we could get over the fact that some of us have different anatomy than others that we could get over the fact that some of us process melanin different than others or have different you know what i mean different things like that you would hope that we are an intelligent enough species to not get caught up on those kinds of things. But the reality is, is that every single day we do see racism. We do see gender bias. We do see a lot of this and we see a lot of this from Christianity. Yeah. Because of humans. Because of the human element of it all. And the human element gets a hold of the Bible with zero context 
and that's like an untrained person wielding a gun. There it is. Because <clears throat> in those moments, you're slaying a whole group of people. Wow. And it breaks my heart that that there are whole groups of people that people stop and take a beat to to think differently or to process differently or they've got a they've got a quell some kind of bias or prejudice like i don't know i guess i guess for me prejudice is stupid prejudice is stupid <clears throat> it's like just a waste of time i don't know but to the untrained to the unknowledgeable all of this stuff gets swept up into well if the followers of god are doing this then what's that say about god yeah i, I want to circle back to something that you said about you know looking at Jesus in this situation and how his initial reaction <clears throat> is I can't you know we can't give the bread to the dogs we can't give the children's bread to the dogs and she says well even the little dogs eat the crumbs from the master's table he says you know a woman, a woman your faith we've never seen faith like this let it be to you what you're asking and you kind of said, you know, humanity, you know, what do we see here? And I think I agree and I see a lesson here for us that sometimes we may start in our bias, but the goal is to finish with God's heart. You may walk into a situation and your first reaction, right, is I don't like this. I don't want to, you know, deal with this. I don't want but the final result ought to be but he's not willing for anyone to perish he desires all men to be saved because i think initially in our humanity there's always going to be a little hint of prejudice or bias for whatever reason it may not be because of color it may be because of the way a person dresses or where they come from or what they you know and you'll look at a person like oh well i know what this person's bringing to the table that's your bias right and your bias might hinder you from ministering to them from sharing with them from uh, relating to them you know uh, anybody who's you know if you were to go you know i'm originally from philadelphia um just was watching a news report of um a shootout between some officers and uh, um, some guys in West Philadelphia and if you were to go into that neighborhood and you don't know anybody immediately you're thinking man these people might come after me they might not like me they might you start that way but can you end in the heart of God that these people need Jesus They God wants them to be saved you know, God, you know, like, whoa, that's a tough transition. You know, I've been with guys who, uh, you know, we've gone out and evangelized in rough neighborhoods, even, you know, in areas of Colorado. And your initial reaction is, man, this is rough. 
but then the heart of God takes over. You know, there are situations where you're talking to somebody and they're openly something that you disagree with. You know, like I said, I, I tell people all the time, I witnessed to a young lady who was a open, openly worshiper of Satan, even had her Satanist, you know, literature with her. And initially your reaction is like, whoa, but then the heart of God takes over and you're like, but he wants her saved. You know, I remember praying for a Muslim guy um, in front of my apartment and, you know, hand him a water bottle, ask him, can I pray for you? And he says, hey, man, but I'm Muslim. And I'm like, well, but Jesus loves you, too. And he's like, whoa, OK, well, sure, you can pray for me. I, I think we have to, as you were saying, overcome our sneaky, <laughs> sometimes hidden biases that we may have and it may not be because of race or it, there's a lot of biases there's a lot of things that set us on edge and then we gotta come out of that and focus on the heart of god and i see that in the text where the initial reaction is you're a canaanite i'm a jew the final reaction is but but god loves you as well how can i help what can i do to bring healing to that daughter who's struggling and man if we could look at that instead of looking at the hurdle we look at the process that brought healing i think we're in a better place yeah yeah the reality is is that the kingdom of god is bigger than the divides that we that we put and the second that we hold back loving on somebody is the second that we hold back on the gospel to that person i remember at the apartment building i used to live at i was locked out of my apartment and i was waiting for um i was waiting for my buddy to to come help me out and um my neighbor got home he's like oh come on in come on in for a beer he's like okay cool you know we were, we were chit-chatting and i knew he was i knew he was um he, he he's not he's not from america he was originally from india and i i had i mean we we had never we had never talked shop so to so to speak so you know i i we're, we're sitting there talking and he he shows me a bracelet that he's wearing and um he's he was part of the the muslim brotherhood and this was at a time where that was like in the news you know it was uh it was popular to um to hate on on Muslims and to show and to show that kind of hate and um, we walked away from that conversation where he he said that this is that that was the first time that he had ever experienced a loving Christian towards him and that broke my heart 
because that that's that's not cool. That's not that's not in any way, shape, or form why that was no shape no way, shape, or form what what we're called to. Right? I think sometimes we 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 have this position of get your house in order first and then I'll share the gospel with you. And that's not new to us. That's not that we we've literally can watch that play out throughout the biblical history. But what what does that do to the person? You know, what is that what is that what 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 can we you know what I mean like what impact does that have on them? And that that matters. We need to take that into consideration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting uh, back on point um, with the with the verse Sheberry posts in the in the comments. What was the purpose behind Jesus's initial reaction to the Canaanite woman? I'm going to wrestle with this, <clears throat> and I'm going to take this one first, and I'll let you go. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, it need be said, there is not black a black text white page that says this is why I reacted like this. So we have to take that into consideration first and foremost, that when we, 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 that anything beyond this point is inference and speculation. How it reads to me is, and I think this is why guys like Mike Winger pull out Jesus being cheeky is there is a an air of desperation when when you hear this woman's plea. One of the things that caught me it's it's the other part of this this section of scripture that initially when when I talked about this on the podcast I wasn't even going to touch on this part but um another another teacher outlined it and i'm like "Mm, i need to pause there and talk about the fact that this is a woman who is approaching jesus in desperation for her sick child and in this case the happy ending came but let me ask you guys a question Have you ever felt like you were crying out to Jesus and not getting a response and getting radio silence? What do you do with that? What do you do with the thing that you're desperately praying about doesn't work out? And I'll be the first one to admit, I I am I am I am shading. My 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 perspective is shaded in this situation because of my son. And to me, 
when I see that, I see this idea that trust isn't trust unless there's something on the line. And I see this display of perseverance on behalf of the woman that she is ignored at first, seemingly, that she does not get a response, I think is a better way of putting it. But she continues, her perseverance shows. And so to me, that, that desperate perseverance is exactly what is being showcased here. Because this is a person who has ever has every reason like it, again context time period all of those things there's every reason for her please not to be answered and they're not being answered at first but she keeps going so so the key in processing the first part of what's happening here is to take the first part within the full context of the story. Don't stop at the first part. Because when you see the entirety of it, that's when it starts to make sense. And the danger in all of that is to take any one isolated aspect of this and try and big brain it because then you can go down all kinds of different rabbit holes and all kinds of different, you can go to weird places with, with all of this kind of stuff. So I would, I would specifically to you, G Barry, I would say absolutely, you know, think, think deeply about, about these things, but don't get lost in the sauce. Because I think if you if you follow the beats, you can it, it's 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 easier to be able to figure these things out than than stopping on a particular beat, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I you know I feel like I, I I answered this question, you know when we you know, talked about it just a little bit earlier that we get to see Jesus show us how to go from bias to God's heart. That the initial reaction is, I'm a Jew, you're a Gentile. This is my mission. The final reaction is, but the Father's heart is that no one perish. And to see Jesus be tempted in all points as we are tempted, you know, to see Jesus go through that process helps us to understand that when we go through that process, when we have that initial bias, that we can overcome it. He says, because I've overcome the world, you can too, you know? And so I love the fact that the process is there and we can see you know, Jesus go from here's where I am to here's where 
it's supposed to be and i get to see that so that when i get hit with something and i'm for my initial reaction is well you know we were out doing street ministry last week pizza and prayer you know and individual walks up your initial reaction is like uh are they here for you know outreach are they here to start trouble (laughs) you know like hey but you get over that right and then you begin to minister to them you begin to share you know their story hear their story and and bless them so yeah i i think jesus's process here is beautiful just like in the garden if there's another way take this cup from me man if he hadn't said that how many of us would not have that reference point when something is difficult to say man i want to do it a different way but nevertheless not my will your will be done so i love that jesus is our model that we can look to him in every aspect and learn from him um, openly of how to process even difficult things yeah yeah epic says uh she reminds me of the woman with the issue of blood definitely and uh g barry says wow that's good thanks makes perfect sense good i'm glad so um I want to end this off on a light note. Uh, I've got one more video, and um, as soon as I as soon as I bring it in, it's gonna start playing. Uh, so um, get ready. <laughs> yeah, get get ready because this is this is uh, th- th- this this one's wild. I hear so much rhetoric that's like God has to be bad because Christians are sexist and racist. I'm gonna go sit here and deny it. There are Christians out there that I would punch in the face personally. That I would let you punch in the face personally if that is your will. But mm, let's stop blaming God for things that are people problems. Let's talk about it in terms y'all will understand. Anime. My Hero Academia. Great show. Terrible fandom. The fact that the fandom sucks does not change the objective goodness of the show. And you can enjoy the show without being one of those fans. It is the same exact thing with God. God is good, objectively. He is love. He is healing and peace some people <laughs> yeah some people are not is how that is yeah. How that is. Uh, yeah yeah that would that would that would make me laugh um you know you guys have heard me say this before people suck god doesn't suck you know what i mean like and and that's just that that's that's the reality like we need to understand that there are there are people problems that that people bring to the table that are not a reflection on on god they are if if anything it speaks to the fact that god is patient god is love god is all of these things and and enough to deal with our nonsense you know what i mean and and stay present in the situation even though as as a humanity we have given him every single reason not to yeah yeah i think this is the the age-old argument you know i think we talked about it even uh, on my stream with uh, rico earlier this week that 
if God is good, then why do bad things happen? <laughs> right? You know, yeah. if God is good, then why does this go wrong? And these two things have nothing to do with each other. God is good and bad things happen. And God wants to comfort you and to heal you and to restore you and to redeem you from these things. We want God to, we don't, we want things to never go wrong. We want people to never mess up. We want people to never make a misstep. We want people to be perfect, but yet we don't want to be judged on our imperfections. And it's really, you know, uh, uh, paradox it's a you know a misnomer whatever you want to call it it's it's really at the end of the day god the the end result is that god wants man saved all men not just israel not just non-israel not just black people not just white people not just asian people not just hispanic people he wants all people the bible says that uh, i think it's revelation 7 that there was under the heaven every race and every tongue together worshiping God. That's the ultimate conclusion. And so if you get stuck right here in Matthew chapter 15 in verses 21 and 20, 23 and discount the rest of the entire revelation of, of God, that's going to be a problem. You know, because you're you're missing out on who he is in totality because you're picking at moments and that's what people are doing in their life. One bad thing, God must hate me. Good things, God loves me now. No, he loves you always, whether good or bad, and he wants you to be saved. Whether now or in the future, he's given provision through Jesus Christ that there's no need for anyone to perish. There is no need for anyone to be lost because he made a way through his son, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Chewberry says, I felt every piece of what she said. Me too, man. My nerd heart, my my human heart, all of it. Yeah, no, I, I felt that. Um, yeah, you know, I'm taken back to a conversation that that we had one of the last times that that brother Matthew was on the was on the stream and we started talking about this whole idea of of what happens when you call somebody they and that my, what where I in the moment found myself and where I find myself is still surprising to me because there is a point in time where I would absolutely have been the type of person to be like, nah, let, like just, you know, and I, and I still like, I would rather just use a person's name just because I'd just rather use their name, not right. for any other reason other than the fact that you've got a name, let me use the name. That and like, I, I use, words like dude and all of that kind of stuff a lot like different it's because of where where i'm from you know what right. i mean it's because of the generation that i'm that that i'm a part of it's just a thing like it doesn't mean it to me to me i don't mean it as anything other than other than just a word and but but 
you, it was there was a there was a very there, there was a reasonable point made of what happens when you're forced into using something specific. And my landing point, and this is, I'm putting it in these contexts because for me, this is where I've struggled the most. Like, I don't, I don't give a crap what what you look like i don't care if if what color you skin. i don't i don't care about any of that kind of stuff but my bias was towards the lgbtq plus community or the trans community and i know technically they're that's that's all kind of wrapped up in together but i want to be specific so for me, I landed at this point of, okay, so if I'm talking to somebody and we can have, and we're, we're getting ready to have some conversation and, and, and they, they come with a hardened heart and, and on a defensive posture that says, I want you to call me they. What happens if I come to, come to that conversation with with aggression and says no? I will not call you that because I will not support something that is incorrect. Okay, so so you mean to tell me if if I say if I use the word they, that opens the door to a larger conversation or at least the opportunity for for a larger conversation or more conversations beyond that point or something like that. All right, it's a word. You know what I mean? Like, and and there is a deeper, longer conversation to be had about about like what happens when you get pushed to the point of you know taking that the step further and all of that kind of stuff. And I don't want to get lost in the sauce as far as talking about that, but that's an example of that idea that sometimes. Part of establishing relationship is relating with the person on a uniquely human level first before you get to any kind of gospel presentation or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, th I think at the end of the day, um, each, each situation, you're going to have to go into it with an open heart and be led by the Holy Spirit on what is happening. And you can't be stuck in a format that this is the way I'm going to handle every single situation, you know, right. because that's when you're going to bump up against something. You're like, okay, what's my goal here? Is my goal here to be right or to share Christ with them and that's right. always going to be the battle do I want to be right or do I want them to know Christ right uh epic sounding off in the chat um not exactly sure what she's referring to uh because we live in a fallen world and we have free will I don't hear those same people crying saying why was there a sacrifice made for me and my sins I don't hear anyone talking about that 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what what group of people you're you're referring to. Um, if you're talking about the you know the people that are toxic within within all of that, um, I think you know like like what the the last video that we that we pulled up is is referring to. Uh, you know, I think a big part of that is with with the group of people that tend to be you know um, toxic about that sort of thing in some way shape or form uh there's usually a superiority complex so they're not really thinking why it's more a matter of well of course if that makes sense you know what i mean i think that i think those i think that that um that pride aspect of it all has a way of also cropping up same thing if you're talking about um any of the any of the groups well not the same thing if you're talking about the groups of people that are more blunt towards the um the the progressive side like the like brandon that guy's name is brandon if you guys didn't know um the the second guy that that um that spoke uh he the, that that sort of leaning and bent is more towards the uh there's there's not really a lot of times that idea of sin nature or those kinds of things like the, the the theological principles that you're bringing into the into the comment epic are not the same theological principles that they're bringing into theirs so there's there's they're not going to say those those kinds of things namely because that's not really part of the conversation for them you know what i mean so yeah. I, I have no idea i'm shooting i'm 100 shooting in the dark so if it's neither one of those things and you're talking about something entirely different, feel 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 free to correct me. But those are the two things that popped into my mind. Yeah, I just think in a general sense, just looking at, you know, this particular comment, yeah, you you don't have people um, who see what's going on in this world and say, well, he died for me, you know, why is there a sacrifice for me? You just hear, why are there problems? Why are there issues? Why are they? It's like you said, that idea of Jesus' sacrifice doesn't even come into the, the frame. It doesn't even, it's, this world sucks and where's God at and why is he not doing anything? Well, he did do something. <laughs> like, you know, and, and that's where we come in to kind of share, well, he did do something. He did do something about this just because he didn't keep all bad things from ever happening doesn't mean that he wasn't there, you know? And so I think, you know, at the end of the day, you are going to get people who are going to see what Jesus did as irrelevant to them. And they're like, well, how does that have anything to do with me? I need God to come in and be my hero every day. That if something bad is going to happen to me, I should be able to pray and God fix it right then and there. That's the kind of God I want to serve. <laughs> you know, not a God who sacrificed so that I could live eternally with him um, and save me from the penalty and the power of sin. Oh, that's great. Whatever sin is, <laughs> right? You know, it's like, you know, these theological concepts are lost. You know in this world because it's really about what benefit does it have for me in the moment in what i'm trying to do with my life so um 
I, on, on, on that note, there were three topics that immediately came up when I started looking into all, all of this. And so I'm going to use this as, a, as a, bit of, a bit of a sneak preview of things to come. It was the racism conversation. It was the problem of pain, problem of evil. And it was, is the Bible reliable? And so, um, oh, here's the thing. And I'm not going to get too far down the down the down the rabbit trail because I think there's there's a lot more to this conversation, but we have to be careful. And I'm going to say this to you, Epic, and I'm going to say this to you, Ann. We got to be careful when we talk about that because when we sweep, whether we mean to or not, some people get swept up in. Yeah, there are a whole bunch of people that you know. I'm going to blame God for my suffering. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But there's a, there is a non-zero portion of people who still struggle with that without blaming God for their suffering. And again, I'm not taking shots. I'm not taking anything. I'm not. I'm just saying, if there's anything about what I just said, that to take out of that, it's tune in next week. It's tune in for the greater conversation. It's not saying anybody's doing anything wrong or anything of uh, of the sort. It's just saying that that yeah, those are all great things to start to pull the thread at and start to have the conversation about and all of that kind of stuff. But those kinds of things um, require a, a, a full blown conversation and a full blown unpacking to be able to really break down and things like that because in those moments yeah there that we do, like there's there's uh, there's there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of nuance that has to be considered when really investigating what all of that looks like so i guess if anything that's more me like saying yeah awesome you're, you're and that's exactly the trajectory in which we're in which we're, we're we're heading as we as we investigate these larger questions and things like that because you know we if 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 you guys have been tracking with kingdom on the road over last summer we did an episode about these kinds of things but i think there's a different i think there's a different um a sometimes in doing this sort of thing you end up you end up having to have having to have more than one conversation about it uh, about a thing so so there's that but b um i i think that this is that th this this what you're talking about i think also is what bleeds into this conversation today because like we talked about there's very real issues that take place every single day for a variety of people just based off of how you look, how you act, how you talk, what what kind of anatomy you have, all of it, where you're from, all of it. And and and, and I and I do think that part of why people why some people look at this and and they cry a foul and they and all of that kind of stuff is the fact that I think you've got a bunch of people who are trying to figure out if if God is real, 
then why do these people act this way? Why do people do these things? Why do people have to go through these things? And all of that kind of stuff. And so I think that I, I, I am, I, I would, I would strongly suggest to show up next week, same time, same place, because that is exactly part of the bigger picture that I think absolutely needs to get painted. I just don't, I just want to make sure that we're not, that we don't go too far down the road today when there's a, a it's, it's, a, it's a part of a, of a whole collage worth of things to take into all of this and all of that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just came off of a, what do we do? six hour conversation about it last night so you know this is an ongoing conversation that that never that never ends and you know like you said trying to get people to the place where those two things don't go together but we keep putting them together is gonna that conversation is gonna you have to keep saying it on every stream and every bible study on every opportunity trying to snip that connection of those neurons that are firing together like how do we keep let's make sure we pull those apart because we keep putting those back together you know i even have um and maybe this will be good for next week i have a i even have a list of 19 things that you should never say to a person who's lost someone a whole list because there are people that are grieving and Christians sometimes say the stupidest things to them. Oh yeah. In hopes that they're they're helping and they're not. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So so yeah, I know I know I kind of I kind of seemed like I was heading a particular kind of with a particular kind of um, air about about responding to um, your comment epic and what you were saying Ant, and all of that kind of stuff but hopefully hopefully it came through that it's not it's not a matter of trying to say anybody was saying anything wrong or doing anything wrong it was more a matter of yes but we're gonna have the full on the, 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 the full on um, conversation and all of that so um, you know as, as for, for for bringing it into a, to a close this week you know the reality is, is that um, there's a very present reality to having to contend with biases based off of certain things. I wish that wasn't the case. To me, they're stupid. They're a waste of time. And, and I struggle sometimes with some of these conversations because I feel like we're the 87th person to talk about this and it feels like you get exactly nowhere sometimes but the reality is is that with a lot of these conversations you know you said it about next week's topic and and week after that and and this week and there's there's gonna be others where, you you sometimes have to have that conversation two and three and four and five and six times and so on and so forth. And you have to keep having that conversation because 
the the problem persists, and so the conversation about the problem ends up also persisting. And so, you know,、uh, I I I, it is my it is my sincere heart that in this incredibly awkward conversation that. That 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 the heart behind having this conversation was on display, and that there wasn't anything that was said that was off or out of pocket. And if there was, if there are things that were said, if things, if there are things that I don't know about that, you know, for you guys watching that aren't in the comment section or. You know, have been standing by, and all of that. You know, Rico, if you're still listening, man, like your your response to some of the issues that I had with one of the streams that I was on with you was part of the reason why I I'm I'm doing this. It's because you don't know who's new when you're talking about these things. You don't know who you know. It's it's a different time. It's a different place. And so, if you've if you're going back and watching this, I know that there's a lot of you that go back and watch this on Facebook. I know that that's one of the largest parts of the audience is the replay on on the on the different parts of Facebook. So if you are watching this on Facebook and you don't and and anywhere, I'm not just saying for Facebook, but if you are really watching this, seriously, take it take a cue from. Epic and Gberry, because these two, these two every week come and struggle out loud. These two ask questions, and and just understand that we when we present these questions and we present these answers to these questions, we're not trying to beat anybody up. We're not trying to. We're not trying to. To. We're not gonna. We're not going to、um, attack. Based off of the question that gets asked, and so I just, you know, whatever questions you've got, whatever, hit us up, hit up the comment section. We are we we pay attention to those things, even after the replay, or even or even after the live broadcast in the replay, we're still paying attention to those things. That that's why we're doing this. It's、uh, the the ticker on the bottom is more than just a slogan. Join in the conversation, because these conversations are important. So, anything else before we pray out? No, no. I think we're I think we're good. I think we're ready to land this bad boy. <laughs> cool. All right. You want to go ahead and pray something? Yeah. Father, we just、uh, first of all, we just thank you for、uh, just the opportunity to share your word on. Live air, and Lord, we thank you that you're with us, and that we pray that anything, anything that we've said, thought, or done, it's not like you, God, that you would reveal it to us, show it to us, God, so that we can represent you well. We thank you for those that join into the conversation. We pray, God, that you bless them with the answers that they desire. Those that will be watching this later, at a later date, if they have questions, comments, concerns, God, I pray that.、Um, You would、uh, direct them, and that you would guide them, and that you would bring those answers to those important questions that they have. And Lord, our goal is 
to just uh, love on our listeners and to share with them uh, the goodness of God. And so, Lord, I just thank you uh, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for joining us and bearing with the early on technical difficulties. Um, now that I understand uh, how this new platform works, um, next week will certainly end up being a lot smoother. So with that, remember two very important things that you are prayed for and you are loved deeply. Until next week, peace, y'all.